John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey guys, welcome to the show. It's uh, You Up with Nikki Glazer, The Daily, now daily podcast. Um, I am still in St. Louis, always will be, might be here forever, but it's, you know, I'm always in St. Louis in my heart. That's not true at all. Um, I am actually in my dad's office. This time I'm not walking in the backyard. I'm not um, on the back deck. I did one of those yesterday, but we lost the podcast. But I'm just trying to do it in different settings to mix it up for myself. But I am in my dad's office, very cozy back here. I brought in a heater before I was just piling blankets because my dad just thinks that we should all just wear wool. My dad's answer to everything is put on a wool uh, sweater. Why don't you get some wool socks? I'm like, wool isn't a good feeling. It, no one likes the feeling of wool. Yes, I know it's warm. It's good to layer. But on your bare skin, I just, I don't want to be wearing wool anyway. Um, but it's cozy today, and I'm joined by my friend across the country who is in Los Angeles, California. Uh, it's Queen of Squirt Nation, Carlisle Forrester. How you doing, girl? Yay. Thank you. Squirt, squirt. Squirt, squirt. How's, Feeling how's good. it going? It's good. I love how the podcast has just increased to daily. And by the time we're done with this, it's going to be like the twice daily podcast. Oh, my God. It's just like <laughs> the thrice the daily <laughs> in my soul that can't be filled by doing stand up comedy. <laughs> this I'm hour it on with all Nikki of you. Glazer. <laughs> I mean, is it too much? Would people tell me it's too much? No, I'm loving it. We need. Okay. You know what? If it's content that you love already, you need it. You're like, yes, yes. You've already, I mean, I've already run out of datelines in 2020s. Like, I'm wanting new content. Yeah, that's good. But as there's far so much like out there. The, I don't want to overwhelm people because a lot of times, new, I, new. if I was trying to come into a podcast and it was daily, I'd be like, bitch, you're asking a lot of me right now. But right. I just feel like I just need, I, I don't know. I just feel like. I like to get on a track of something of being like, we're doing it this, I mean, maybe three times a week could be better. Like wh- I just, I have the need to work if I'm not, if I have to, I, I have to work, I have to put out something. And right well, now, usually I'd be doing stand up at night, but yeah. the, that energy has to go into something else. And I think that the people that consume this podcast are going to appreciate that more because they're the type of people that are still having to work drivers um you I know people shout that out have to tedious, everyone still working yeah shout out if you're listening to this at work and you're just like trying to get through Thank the day you so because much honestly I used to have a job like that dude podcasts are like a time machine whenever you hate your job and it's awesome to have a new one you know what I mean like you look forward to it okay well like, that's definitely this is for you guys and also yeah. for my ego let's never forget that <laughs> that is first and foremost shout out to my ego um no I really like Give it if you're someone who's working right now. I'm like, thank you so much. Thank you for delivering shit. Thank you for stocking shelves. Thank you for, I don't renting cars. Thank you for checking bags. Like the front lines of all of this. You're out there. I hope that in the future, like because we all realize how much we need you, that you start getting paid a lot more in the future. And, yeah, but also during this weird but, time, we're going to realize that we could have been living this way too. Like last know, night on the, the news, the the weather people were doing the news from their home mm-hmm. on like every channel. And it was hilarious because it's like, well, we could have just done this. I mean, your den That's is what I was pretty thinking. dope. Like, <laughs> we all are going to realize that like all of – someone had a meme about how this is making us realize that all of those meetings really could have been a phone call. 
You know, like they always say that, like this could have been a phone call, but like now we're realizing, oh, it's totally can be. Yeah, but I was thinking about it with like the weather people. It's like, well, why do they have to put on a nice dress if you're, you know, a lady? You have to be hot, go to the studio, stand in front of the blue screen. Like this girl was just chilling in front of her like fireplace and she had the same exact information and she looked great. And she probably got to like have dinner at the table with her family. You know what I mean? I know. There's so much stuff that's working towards that at this point. I I agree with you. It reminds me of that line in... um, when I was watching Succession for the brief amount of time that I was watching it, Kieran Culkin's character, I've quoted this on the show before, but he goes into the office and he's just, have you watched Succession at all? No, that's a good he's one. He's just kind binge. of like a fuck this guy. It's, it's like about a family business and it's like the, like the trust fund. I don't know what I'm talking about, but it's like, they're really multi, multi. They're probably like billionaires. I don't really understand money. So but it's a relatable program. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a family of like, these traders and I think that's what the business is I don't I'm people are screaming at me right now being like you're so stupid but there's this one scene where it's like very corporate it's like the most corporate you can work in and Kieran's uh, character is just kind of like fuck it all and just doesn't really give a shit anymore and he's kind of like scoffing at all of this and he's walking it's the simplest thing he's walking out of the office and there's all these people in business suits and around a board table and his brother is just being like very like you have to you can't sage this like you need and then he just is like I've had enough of this and he leaves and he just looks around and he goes oh very serious and he just like mocks him <laughs> just by saying very serious and it's like it just cuts right through why do they have to wear suits yeah why do professional men have to wear ties and suits and it's like because it be in the answer Carlo because it looks good. Yeah. A, girl, a weather girl dressed all up like it it's that's the way it just looks better. But did you know that we are phasing just like as a society, if if you look back through history, we're just getting sloppier and sloppier with how we dress. Like I was watching some documentary and it had like a graph like, OK, like in the 20s, everybody wore like dresses and suits. And then it slowly just pans down to where we are in the 2000s now, 2020s now where we're all in athleisure wear. Like that's yes. that whenever we look back in history, the style of this time is is yoga pants and like a hoodie for women. You know what I mean? Like, well, that's yeah, we're fortunate to be able to have that stuff now. And that's so true because even like athleisure wear is new, like yeah. fabrics being this comfortable and like having this kind of stretchability. It's like, can you imagine like when you find a nice pair of vintage denim jeans, they are so stiff and unforgiving. You have to stay that size to look good at them within I a pound. Jeans. Yeah. You have to stay within a pound to feel as good as you can in a really nice pair of jeans. And it's like torture. I always feel like I'm stepping into some kind of like, you know, paper mache like b- bodysuit when I wear some jeans that are just like, they will not stretch even a little bit. And just some kind of like, I feel like a mummy. I don't wear them. That's why I live in skirts and dresses. And yeah, you dress very comfortably. Because smart, my weight fluctuates so much, and I don't want to feel fat. Where do you feel fat the second you feel fat? Like, where's the first place where you go, oh, uh, get a little fat? I mean, my boobs, and I'm not saying that to brag, but like, just my this whole area. boobs just get so and big. So and big everything is so big. Oh, tiny. But it's your stomach, too. Like, the, just the whole, like, mid this part. Yeah, the big, the, the, your torso. Yeah. I think oh, yeah, mine that's really is good for my radio, just. hips. 
hits? No. I, I think see it's that changed. On you like, I always see it on my face immediately because I'm just so hyper conscious of that. And because that's the thing that you look at the most in pictures and stuff. And you just go, but, oh my God. But I feel like where you like touch yourself, I'm like, oh, like I can, it's just, it's, it's all an illusion. None of it really means anything. And like, cause there have been times the other night I was feeling so fat and then I saw a video of myself and I was like, you look so good. And that was literally an hour ago. And I was like, okay, my brain does not make sense. Like I've literally done tests on myself where I've been like, you, you genuinely feel fat. Let this sink in. You are letting yourself go. Like I really let myself go there. And then an hour later, I'm like, you are so skinny. Like you need to eat something. How can both of those things happen within an hour span? Um, Because I'm crazy. Yeah. It's your brain doing. That's when I know like, God, brain stuff is so fucking scary. And everything is brain stuff. Let's be honest with ourselves. Literally everything you think is brain stuff or all of your actions is brain, our brain stuff. But it's terrifying. Like I'm letting myself get fat. I don't care. I'm getting a quarantine thickness going over here and i'm gonna spray yeah. tan it and it's gonna look good well that's the, the nice thing and think of fuck. i started out one is. last thirst trap i squeaked out one last thirst trap of me being skinny yeah. and that's all you're gonna get from me for a while the Everything's one that you gonna just be posted today that, shoulders up no, what that, did you <laughs> no you're so damn skinny that you you this is the good thing you're you're prepped for this you're ready to like you can I, I can take some some weight. Yeah, well, you're in a good position. I'm packing on some, um, you know, it's all there is to do is eat. I've already gone through a lot of my bunker stash. Honestly, my favorite cookies, I get them three at a time. I've already gone through two packs. I eat a whole pack in a sitting. I got to be honest. Um, now, how do you deal with that for yourself? Like afterwards, are you like, do you beat yourself up? What's your, no, uh, I, it's I a just quarantine. Know. It's the end of the world. No, I love that. I mean, I want to have that behavior with food where I can let myself go and be like, well, you just went it down on that and not like be mad at myself and just be like, ah, whatever. You kind of wanted just it. Have a huge coffee and then go run the jewels. I know I can't. <laughs> I'm so struggling. I looked on the mobile app today. I haven't had Starbucks in like five days, which I've been drinking coffee, but just I haven't had my Starbucks. And it's like, I'm an addict. Yeah. So it's making me like, obviously amp up my other addictions right now. You're like journaling about Starbucks. Running. (laughs) I'm serious. I miss it. (laughs) You're like, my life is unmanageable because. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I seriously could go to, I bet there's a caffeine addicts. I bet those places. Because people are fucking addicted to Red Bull and shit like that. Oh, yeah. Like, I know that there are people right now stockpiling Red Bull. You're scared. You're scared it's going to run out. What are you going to do? But my argument about the caffeine is, what are we waking up for? What yeah. are we all caffeinating ourselves to go do right now? It's if true. you're If you're still needing coffee to get through the day, which I am, and you're really doing nothing, like, let's be honest with ourselves. Like, there's no, you're getting, you have enough time to sleep. You don't need any, like, then... You're probably addicted to caffeine. I'll tell you what I did with my caffeine buzz, and I highly recommend this. Paper clip around the knobs of the stove. Oh, my God. That is a disgusting area. It was so grimy. This morning, I caffeine buzzed up, and I just got in there. Because guess what? We have the time to do things like that. Yeah, because it's like underneath the knob of the Oh, you dug in. Yeah, there's this small space that I never noticed. And this morning, I'm like, wait a second. Is that like grime underneath there and I'm, I took a small paper clip <laughs> really dug in there ew like, how, I mean you pulled these out are probably the kind of 30 years yeah nobody's ever done that 
I'm oh renting. God, you know space. how bad I want to, like, like I, I don't know. I bet you know how I watch videos of like people's like warts like being just like scraped out. Yeah, it's so satisfying to me. Like the way you were just describing that. Like I would, I want to like scrape skin off someone's foot so fucking bad. It would soothe my anxiety right now so much. I know that sounds so weird. So Patreon subscribers, that is a new option. Now I can't do it though because like I honestly was thinking about going to get like trained to do it and go into nursing homes and like help people because I love it. And listen, in nursing homes, the feet are so neglected and it's disgusting. I know. And then I could be- how are they going to keep up with it? Like I would go visit my grandmother and I was like, this is a problem. But when it's foregone for so long, Get what, other are, what are we going to do? You well, know that's what, I mean? what I'm saying. I should start a, a, a charity where a bunch of people who Dude, love watching this stuff online gnarly, learn though. how to do it. And then we can go in. I would love it. I know that sounds crazy, but I, I know that there are some of these people that make these videos because I'm not alone. People love watching these videos of like calluses being scraped off. It's just so satisfying. And like a fucking wart being taken out. I don't know why. I just fucking love it. I just want to see it all get out. Like, I love it. Um, but if we trained all these people who are super into it, we could go in and really help some old people out. But yeah. you have to have like, like, you know, really sharp tools. So I think you'd have to be like kind of a doctor to be able to do it. I've given this a lot of thought, Carlo. You clearly. have to get some bunion scraping tools. You have to get certified. It's a whole thing. Um, do you have any gross things that you enjoy? Do you enjoy popping pimples? Do you enjoy anything disgusting? Oh my God, dude. Okay. So many things. Skin picking when you have a partner that will allow you to do it. It's like a whole nother level because boys have clogged pores and boys have ingrown hairs and they don't know how to harvest those things. And you know, you know whenever I'm you jealous get in, that that's what you're <sighs> into. I'm not into those things. Whenever it looks like a pimple and it's a little hair Ugh. coiled up a thousand yeah. times. I don't want to get it out. Then, okay. Ew. All right. See. See, that makes me like that to me is so gross. But it, because it's like it could be blood and pussy. It's usually just a hair though, and then it sprigs out, and it's like this little coil that was hiding, and then you rip it out with tweezers, and it's very satisfying. I'm sure it is. I mean, people love that stuff more than warts for sure. Wart people are like in the minority. I just don't like things being like oozy and bloody. I really hope we're not grossing people out. I mean, Um, we definitely are, but there's also so many people that really love it. There was a question that I wanted to ask you uh, on air the other day, and I forgot. Yeah, what is it? Of the packages, of the package that I sent for the the egg dye, are you yeah. going to use the egg dye or as a vegan, are you staunchly Oh yeah, you sent egg dye. I mean, as we'll a probably... family activity, I thought the glazers would enjoy that, just sitting around a table. We used to eggs. when we were children, but like, why do it now? But we do have kids. I mean, kids. why do code names now? Why do puzzles? We're because doing all that's... kinds of things we never did. Yeah, Codenames is um, a game that I've been playing, so and it's fun. so fun. It's a really fun board game that I recommend you guys playing in the in the if, pandemic. If you're quarantining right now and you're looking for, like, a cool family thing to do, it's yeah, honestly it's, so Shout fun. out to Codenames. It's a really good game. It would cost me, like, 40 bucks on Amazon, but it was worth it. We've been playing a lot. It um, also might be that that's just the only board game I've played in, like, five years. I know. <laughs> that really could be the only. That's so true, Carlisle. I will take great board game suggestions, by the way. What I love in a board yes. game, I love board games like Balderdash, Scategories. I really like word games mm-hmm. that um, really test your creativity. 
and that are simple. So if you have those, please recommend them to me and I would love to, to purchase them. But you got to care enough about it and really believe in it that, that you DM me on Instagram. But egg um, dyeing does not excite egg you. Egg dyeing, I mean, as a kid, it was so excited because you get to draw on the egg and make a thing. Like, it could be fun to, like, decorate eggs, but we'll probably do that. It was great that you included that in the care package that you sent because um, we'll probably use that with my nephew. Well, uh, I got one, too, name? because it was a two for two. Uh, oh, but nice. my boyfriend is Jewish, and he was just kind of like, okay, so, like, what do you – I don't get it. You color them, and then, and then what? I know. It's, <laughs> I couldn't agree with him more. <laughs> I don't know. I don't it's know. fun making ch- Instagram post. Yeah, it's for children. It's it really it's is. It's fun but when I, you're a child. I still really enjoy it. And what did you do as a kid for like fun? Did you I used to draw all the time and I realized what a what a great kid quality that is if you're um either a lazy parent or a lazy babysitter. Because yes. I just always I would just you just give me markers and give me an assignment and I would like love to do that. Yeah. Whereas like kids now want to like build shit. I was just like scribbling in a in a corner. Yeah. Like I what what kind of stuff did you love to do? Well, I loved Barbies and there was a big phase in my life where we borrowed a video camera from another family. We didn't even have our own. We borrowed it, but we borrowed it for yeah. like a year. I remember like people and used to I, do that made so many movies I got really into like making movies with my Barbies and I want to find these things so bad I have them on VHS tape I would love to see those I would love to watch it and just like to be back into my like kid psyche like the dialogue what were they talking about like I want to go back and watch all that you know what I mean and just see like where my mind was because I have hours and hours I I bet you were funny I was so entertained by it and I'm sure my parents were like this video camera is the best thing oh my god we gave her a friend the second that because I was an only child at that time my my brother's like a lot younger than me but uh and I just busied myself with that I was like the kid that would always like I'd want to do like a play or a movie or dance. And then I would make, I would make adults watch that. But like for the most part. You really would? Yeah. But for the most part, I was like, you know, I I could be self-entertained. Yeah. Yeah. I think we put on a couple shows for my parents, but we always made videos. We, I liked going in chat rooms. I loved chat rooms. I love going online. And I never had a computer. Yeah, then. that was a really fun uh, aspect that came into my like life in like middle school was IMing and chat rooms and posing as um, God. There used to just be people doing role plays. I've talked about it on the podcast before, but they would role play as wolves and just like <laughs> pretend to be wolves. And they would do like you know how you like do an action in a chat room. It's like colon colon, and then it's like licks paw, and then walks <laughs> over. <laughs> and but, nuzzles <laughs> Nocte Lopez. And the, one of the guys' names was Nocte Lopez. Are you talking yeah. to people you know? Or no, no, you no. Don't we know? just stumbled upon this AOL chat called like Wolf Chat. And it was just people <laughs> being wolves in a chat, in a live chat. And they all would just nuzzle each other. And then they, some of them would get into fights. And they would like fight for, you know, um, like who was the alpha wolf. And they would all like start families. And we just were fascinated by like adult humans behaving as wolves yeah and so we would bully them we would go in and we would pose as a wolf and then we would start making fun of them 
And then there was one guy that we bullied all the time named Nocte Lopez. And we like would IM him like separately from the chat. Cause you could like, we would go, you could go in a chat room and like cause some ruckus. And then you could take it outside the chat room and start like IMing with the person that you met in the chat room. Oh my God. And Nocte Lopez was getting it from us at all angles for years, dude, years. <laughs> I bet that dude's still out there, but we were so mean cause we were just like this fucking dork, but we were fucking dorks. But um, we also played a game called, like, Guess Who's Tit, because we had the first uh, video, like, you know, webcam. Mm -hmm. And my friends would just zoom in on their boob, and then we'd have boys, like, guess whose tit it was. And uh, and you just, That's like, learn. That's naughty. Uh, How I loved you? watching. That was, um, I wouldn't do it. I never showed my tit. I always picked Kirsten's other tit to be my tit. It would be a stand-in <laughs> tit, because she had the best tits. <laughs> Still does. Still does. Still checks out. Shout out. Oh. Shout out Kirsten's tits. I know she's listening. But um, yeah, we. I was just like reflecting on things I did as a kid because it's. I'm living at my childhood house and I'm start. I think just being bored and not being able to play, you feel like you're grounded and you're like, what did I do as a kid? And I'm doing these brackets. I'm not even kidding you. This Taylor Swift song bracket, dude, it's changing my world. Like, I, <laughs> I had so much fun with it. I can't recommend it enough to everyone listening. Like, you, oh, I just dropped my LaCroix. Oh, oh, LaCroix. Um, oh, my LaCroix. <laughs> God, I, um, it's an orange flavor. It was the last on the shelves because uh, Corona. And really, so, really roughing it down there in St. Louis. I know. Orange LaCroix. It's all we have. It is like the orange popsicle of LaCroix. So anyway, um, what the fuck was I just saying? Oh, that's a good. Oh, we're at a stalemate. Two potheads can't remember the the stream of consciousness that just happened. Wait, Hilarious. but can I ask you what are you reading right now? Oh, my now? brackets. I've got to talk Your about brackets. my brackets. So seriously, they're so much fun. So what you do is you print up a bracket. I I have the instructions on my Instagram. You print up a bracket and then you just um pick your favorite band or whatever someone who has a huge catalog and you go to uh, a list find just find any list compiled by someone you is, seems to know what they're talking about and tap take the top 64 of that list whether it's like a hundred songs and then you fill out the bracket and then you just get to determine in no particular order and then you get to determine like who your favorite what your favorite song is and it's kind of fun and what are Does, your factors for a song to move ahead to is move ahead like well, with Taylor Swift, there's. I see you watching a lot of videos. Are you taking that into account? Well, that's like just an easy way to consume some of these. It's like YouTubing them for just the sound on my laptop, so I could do it all at the same time. And with Taylor Swift, I first went off just dead on instinct. Like, come on, let's. So a lot of these are very obvious to me. Like the one one wouldn't stand a chance against the other. Uh -huh. And then when it got down to it, it was very, very hard. And I would have to listen to them over and over and be like, what does this mean to me? Do I, for me, it was like, do I want to live in a world where this song doesn't exist? And right. when it came down to it, it was between all too well and 15. And I know this isn't interesting wow. to people, but maybe try to make this interesting. The thing about... All Too Well is very important to women. That song, it's one of the best Taylor Swift songs of all time, if not the best. And most Swifties agree that that is her best song. It's off the Red Album. It's about Jake Gyllenhaal. It is just about how a man can get your hopes up and let you down. It's like a, just a heartbreak song. It's beautiful. It's specific. It's just 
just a journey of a song and it's and beautifully written. And how do we written. know the, the info that it is about Jake Hall? Listen, all of this is just speculation, but she talks about a scarf that she left at his sister's house. And there, she famously was wearing this scarf in a picture with them when they spent their weekend together, this like big chunky scarf. Um, it, is this it a just, glaze? It timed out around the time. No, this, it's not glaze. This is, this is known, the Swifty. Okay, okay, this is known wide among the Swifties. The Swift okay, verse. Okay. Swifty verse. I don't know. Verse. So that that's about Jake Gyllenhaal, and it's one. It's just such a good song. It's some of the best lyrics and. What a great bridge. And then there's the song 15, which is the, one of the first songs I had discovered of Taylor Swift's. And it's about a girl just being like, what's important to you as a 15-year-old? And what really isn't, what you think is important isn't that important. And it just gave me, it as a 26-year-old <laughs> discovering that song, it gave me so much hope even then. And now when I'm 35, I listen to the song and it still has resonates and has messages in it. Like um, she goes, in your life, you'll do things greater than dating the boy on the football team. I didn't know it at 15. And it's like, I just love in your life, you'll do things greater than dating the boy on the football team. And I feel like of any message of anyone he needs to hear as a woman, it's that. And that like can transfer up like men are not going to be the answer and you're or the greatest things that you look back on that's right you know and I just like love that message and there's another line in it that's great where she's like and she's talking about her best friend Abigail in high school and she's like and Abigail gave everything she had to a boy who changed his mind. I know. Those, and we that both me... cried. Yes. And it was like, oh my God. That, like, so her friend had sex with a guy who changed his mind. Yes. I mean, how relatable is that? Oh, chills. Yeah, so I just, I, I determined that 15 was my favorite song only because it those messages in that song are so important for young women to hear and even me. God, I, when did if I would have heard it? that song at 15, that's what I wanted to know. I was I was running to it yesterday, and I actually made the mental note of like Google when she wrote that song because when did she have such it, perspective? Yeah, because it wasn't around when. That's not one of her early like country songs when she. No, was it's 15. not. This was off Speak Now, I believe. Let's see when she wrote it. I want to get um some research on this. I'm guessing she was 20. I'll look that up later because I do want to know. Because when do you feel like you've gained perspective on heartbreak and things like that? Like how quickly does it turn around for you where you're like, man, that was dumb to care that much? Any day now. (laughs) No, I mean, it was it was a long time coming. I mean, that that lesson about like that men aren't the most important thing. Yeah, there's a really good Lady Gaga quote, too, where it's like. Your career is never going to wake up one day and tell you it doesn't love you anymore. Oh. And I remember. Whoa, that one just hit me in the fucking uterus. Yeah. And I just (laughs) remember hearing that and being like, you know what? I'm just going to focus on career and like all the other shit will fall into place. And then it always does, dude. Like I say, you can't have both. Like you're killing it right now in your career. You're thing is kind of your trajectory is almost like Taylor Swift a comedy like this is your fucking uh I don't want to say brand but you know what I mean like Taylor Swift has romances I can't I have like these dumb 
fleeting dalliances that don't even <laughs> what if somebody was like analyzing the line of their joke and they're like did you know that when she wrote that line about coming on the face it's about that she i mean they should <laughs> you could do those, <laughs> those you jokes. don't have a line about coming on the face but i couldn't <laughs> i definitely do are you kidding me that's like i have 20 minutes on come on the face something like that it's so funny to think about my material because i seriously am like Bye bye, stand up comedy. Yeah, what does it, it was feel fun like knowing you? This is I'm what never I gonna to get to, to do you again, and I'm glad that I ever did. No, what? This is what I wanted to talk to you about because I've been feeling. Uh, we're all going through these revelations in our mind, but like in this time, I'm feeling like, what does it mean that I'm not craving to be on stage? <laughs> Um, like everybody else is posting like oh I miss you so much comedy and they're like posting this was my last joke this was my last set and I'm like I don't even know when it was and I'm so happy to not worry about when the next one is I I don't know Uh, if that's bad to say to a microphone no dude I'm right there with you like I, I don't and I don't feel like even if I had just started four years ago or when I still loved it like and and thought about stand-up obsessively I don't it really I can't say this again I I don't care about the last time I did it because no one else is doing it right now if everyone got to do it and I didn't I'd be going insane so then what does that mean then that means it's about like being competitive keeping up with the the Joneses of course that for me that's what it is my compulsion to do it now but people that are feeling this compulsion to like make content like i go on my instagram and like everybody's live and everybody's posting a lot i think i'm posting like the same amount or less like i don't feel this like oh my god this is so different which which i'm kind of like i don't know if that's good i guess i I was quarantining a little bit before this started (laughs) yeah i think that the least but um no i i i think that this the 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 influx of content is from people who had other jobs that fell through. So if you weren't already broadcasting this, you know, like you just are suddenly your treadmill stops working and you were just sprinting like an eight mile an hour, and all of a sudden it slows to four, and you're just like, Whoa! and like I just think people just want to keep and putting it out at that level and it's like ugh, you got to ease off I definitely have taken a break from Instagram live I was doing it before more before because I just see everyone else kind of purging right now and I'm real thank god I have this fucking radio show and I'm podcasting every goddamn day I mean I'm doing it too this radio show both listening to it and being on it it's just thank god thank you it's it's so it's it's embarrassingly easy for me to do and I enjoy it so much. So the fact that anyone likes it is like so great to me. And if I was a listener to a radio show, I would want the person doing it to enjoy it. So I hope you know that like it never feels like work. It never feels like a burden. I love doing it all the time and I love that people listen. So um, thank you for that. And I I do try to keep it entertaining. There's a new sound bite. Yeah, I love it. People listen. I love. I do. I love my (laughs) listeners. I can't believe anyone does listen. Sometimes I feel like a fraud, and you know I struggle with that. Oh come on now, you do you ever feel like a fraud? Yeah, I mean like it's called imposter syndrome, and nearly everyone suffers with it. There is not. You have to be a sociopath not to. This is the thing. This is why you and I are good friends because we're like yin and yang, like. I need a little more of you, but you also need a little more of me. Like, 
I need a little more of your work ethic and you need a little bit more of my slow down and enjoy life. I think I have tricked people into thinking I have a good work ethic. No, I really you haven't honestly, tricked because I've seen it firsthand. So you can't say I that. I think like no, I've, I've but I think you it. are getting tricked into. I think you're getting tricked into thinking How that. How dare you? I know. I know. I'm, I'm not. You know, you're not that smart as your therapist I know, has I'm said. Not. We can all see it. Your parents saw it this week. Like I could see it in their eyes. They were just like. Yes. Their head was spinning at your schedule. They were just like, whoa, this is what it's like all the time. And I was like, yep, this is how we do. And mm-hmm. and people see that and they just go, oh, my God. But you're just like, that's your norm. I just don't know. And I think you've been doing it for so long that it's becoming part of your brand and your story and your but I gotta be honest with you I have I'm really struggling right now to work like I know that sounds like I'm putting out so many podcasts and this is all technically under the umbrella of work but I gotta be honest this is really fun for me to do yeah. and it do, it's not hard for me to do now there are things that are work right now work related that are great opportunities can make me a lot of money and I'm paralyzed at working at them paralyzed I literally can't do it so when I get told that I'm a hard worker I understand that but the work I'm doing is just so that I don't feel bad about not doing the work that I truly am putting off because there's always something I'm putting off so that like I I just got sent something a revision of a script that I was supposed to have a phone call about put off the phone call put off the revision put it off put it off finally did it then put off talking to the girl about my revit like why don't I, you why don't you don't tell mom the babysitter it what is that okay have you ever seen the movie kill don't tell mom the babysitter instead my mom okay what <laughs> no i haven't seen it what should what should i do what does that mean okay so she's a 16 year old girl and she gets this job at a fashion company all of a sudden she doesn't know anything about anything and she passes it off to somebody else they read the qed report and they somebody got that reference and they loved it and they give their their notes and she turns in the QED report and she's like a huge hero because this other girl gave notes on it. Interesting. So why don't you send it to Lyle who's sitting around with nothing to do? Okay, um, I could do that for you. That is a great idea. And then you I make could. it fun. Like just yeah, change my, your perspective. My 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 hesitation on this though is that if I leave it to someone else to do, they won't do a good enough job. No offense to you or no, anyone who I, I would totally ask. I totally wouldn't. But <laughs> but also this project in particular is so me and so personal that I feel and I might be, I might just be making excuses, but there's some reason I'm not doing this work. I'm totally scared of something about the process. And I think that but it's everything's like perfectionism. on hold with it. Everything's on hold with everything. The universe is putting everybody. I'm in just a scared pattern. about agreeing to do something I don't want to do. I like maybe the character is going to do something that I sign off on just because I'm like, God, I don't feel like even looking at this. So I go, that's fine. And then all of a sudden, there's a scene where I have to like do something I don't even want to do. And now the network loves the thing that is in the script. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. And they're like, well, they love it. And I'm like, oh, I shouldn't even let that go. But it's really my fault because I didn't look at the script and I was too lazy. Like that is the cascade of things that could happen if I don't pay too close of attention. But yeah. my attention requires me to fucking do it. And it's hard. But you did change things that you didn't like. And they were like, okay. And they changed them. So there's also been that experience as well. 
Yeah, that's true. I don't know what I'm so scared of. What I'm saying is it's not even about the project itself. There's something deeper. And it's probably coming out in my dreams. <laughs> I need to start documenting my start dreams more. Start recording. Oh They're my so God. fun. Yeah, I mean, uh, how do you feel about um, work? Like, are you, you seem pretty placid and pretty good. Are you happy right now? I feel good. You do seem good. I I feel like guilty for how good I feel. I feel like the rest of the world got put on my schedule. (laughs) Like, (laughs) not schedule really, but like uh, income wise. Because I always don't know when my next job is going to start and when where income is coming from and all of that. So like this uncertainty is not really new to me. So I'm not dealing with that. So I'm not depressed by that. And I had been experiencing something before this started where I just really have liked being at home. And like, I call it nesting because like this apartment's still new-ish, but you've seen it. It's kind of like empty. And just recently, before even the quarantine started, I was like getting paint to like do a project in the hallway and yeah you you predicted this yeah like I was I was kind of revving up for some time at home and then it happened and I'm I'm really happy because nothing's expected of me you know just think of if you're struggling with this and you're listening think of it like this nothing's really expected of you right now like the first thing that worried me in all of this was rent that's always my a number one oh rent Okay, the mayor of Los Angeles has come on TV several times and said, do not worry about that. They're they're not going to kick you out for not having rent. Just that alone, first of all, I love Eric Garcetti. Like, I love living in Los he, Angeles. I love when reason. he greets me at LAX. I mean. <laughs> this is Mayor Eric Garcetti. Yes. <laughs> we want to welcome you to LAX. He's Whether you're coming home or visiting have a great time i'm eric garcetti uh no that's so great that he said that i'm so glad and so nobody's gonna get know kicked that. out of their their apartment you know and that's gonna last for a little while nobody's gonna kick you out on the street and a positive note they're going around with vans and like loading up the homeless people which has been a huge problem in the neighborhood where i live like i live on an alley where are they where taking it's just them? like an encampment where are they taking them yeah. They're taking them to um, hotels. Like, oh, nice. The government, the state government will buy out an entire hotel and then just put them there. So, right. this whole alley that's usually gross and people are like yelling at me whenever I'm walking in my car is pristine and clean and all, all wow. those people are somewhere safe. You know, so there's there's some positive things about it too that like I'm seeing that are making me feel like, yeah, you know, and, um, I, I don't know. I, I I guess I didn't do a lot of group activities before anyway. Yeah, that's interesting. Like the not being able to go to the gym is kind of nice. I really am glad I'm home because I just go for runs a lot, and it just gives me time to like be going on walks. Like the Did things you wear that you anything can do on now. Your face? Are we supposed to be? What's the protocol on that? Oh, I was like, I do a sunscreen. <laughs> um, <laughs> Because I've seen some runners in a full mask, and then I've seen some my mom that. knitted. My mom sewed some masks, so I even joked yesterday. I was like, I should wear this on my run. And but the thing is, in St. Louis, people still aren't taking this seriously. So they might like. I feel like I just want people to be responsible. So I think me running with a mask might anger some people in a way of like oh, people are overreacting, or it maybe might scare people a little right. bit more. I don't know which it could do, but I think it would be hilarious to run with a mask. 
Well, I just, I see a lot of people out and about in this area, and I feel like it's the younger people that are not doing it, but like this whole Fairfax area, I don't know why I'm gesturing to it like you can see it on radio. Uh, people are like, you know, still out and about and I'm walking the dog and people are coming towards me. I'm just like, uh, can you not? But I don't want to be confrontational and be like, Get the dog literally, me. I just saw the dog crawl out from under your bed as soon as you said, walk <laughs> the dog and came out like, it's time. False alarm, you're, girl. You're, um, fostering a dog right now and. It couldn't have been a better time in history. Can we to be say dog whose dog? Yeah, sure. She would love it. Uh, it's Lara Flynn Boyle's dog. Uh, yeah, Laura fucking Flynn Boyle, you guys. <laughs> so this dog is very spoiled. She's going from living in like a mansion in Bel Air to a studio apartment. Dogs but, don't uh, care. She no, but you and know what? Your studio apartment is so cute. Let me just tell you this though: the dogs, because other people in the building have dogs, and they'll like walk the dog by and she can hear their collars jingle and she freaks out and I feel like she's like there's other dogs in your house and you're not even going in the outside like she probably thinks this is just like one big you know what I mean like she's used to a mansion so she's just like why did they oh, only right. use so she's like one there's room? a there's a there's a wall between me and this I mean think about dogs in a pound they're like there's so many dogs yeah. here <laughs> she just wants to like go why play. aren't you guys um, that's so cool that you're watching a famous person's dog. She went to Ireland for St. Patty's Day. Worst time in history and, to do that. Right. And she said that instead of, you know how you go to kiss the Blarney Stone? They had yeah. to elbow the Blarney Stone. Oh my God, that's hilarious. Everybody was doing it. and uh, But they still did have like pubs and stuff open on St. Patrick's Day because it was Ireland. But then is, after what that, is she? So crazy. she's stuck over there? No, she's back now, but now she's stuck in um, Texas. What is that? Oh, Her, she's just like she visiting family. Multiple homes, yeah. So she's gonna oh, nice. she's gonna stay there, and then I'm gonna get to keep this little doggy. Good for Laura Flynn Boyle with her multiple homes. Oh yeah, she's she's doing good. Yeah, she knows what to do. I mean, that's I just want to be. I want multiple homes. You I could want have an escape. Them. Okay, this is the other thought I was gonna tell you. If I had money right now, you're talking about hobbies. Why don't you get on some stock market shit, girl? Because that is plummeting and everything's cheap. And this is what I don't get about the stock market. And I'm going to sound so dumb. But why do people freak out? Oh, it's plummeting. It's dropping. It's like, yeah, it, and it's going to come back up, right? It always has. So if you're in a position like yourself with like some savings, Starbucks stock, as much of that shit as you buy, like you should get a little Starbucks stock. And then every time you get your latte, you're like, hey, I'm a shareholder. It's okay. I'm not really oh throwing God. money away. Because That's it's, a really good point. It's, it's super cheap. And it's Starbucks is fine. They're not going to go bankrupt. They're falling because of the economy right now. But like, I remember, yeah. It, I don't understand anything about stocks either. So but we are. Even just a little bit of money. like just It's kind of like gambling. Like throw a thousand at it. What do you care? I mean, I do care because I don't want to lose a thousand dollars. I'm but so you, you will spend that thousand dollars on I'm Starbucks like, in the next so week. It's so funny to go from like just flagrantly spending on little things that you're just like fifteen bucks here, thirty bucks here, and now I'm like, do I really need to up my subscription to Dropbox? Yes, I'm like, yeah. bitch. Yes, you need all these things. No, but the subscription but suddenly I'm services. just I go from being I can go from being like such a like. 
I have every, there's, there's nothing I can't afford. Just like throwing my fucking card around, like buying stuff at Sephora for no reason. Like, and then to just being such a little penny pincher in one, in one, just like I can go from thinking I'm skinny to fat, like so quickly, it doesn't even make sense. And I really am just financially like I have good people managing my money. But I don't even look at it. But at you don't all. care. You don't have like an interest that doesn't interest you to be like. Oh, if I was because like, to me, I, I like it when I'm rich. I have an interest. Yeah, but, but then it be fun if like you as knew soon as you, you find out how much money you have, you spend uh, some money and then you have less, and then it's kind of a sad thing to look at. Like I just don't like looking at my money even when it's good. It's weird. But I'm gonna. Pitch, I used to I'm only be able to look to at money you. when I got blackout drunk. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch this to you because I think this could bring you some joy. If okay. you picked up some Starbucks stock. It could okay. be your new fun little thing every day. You'd be like, ooh, what's Starbucks stock at today? And it fluctuates. Like last week it was at like $65 and now it's at $54, okay? So right. if you just bought up like 1000 or $2,000 worth of that and then in like a couple weeks you'd be like, oh, look at that. I just made like a couple hundred dollars. Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. And then um, you wouldn't feel I'll bad look into it. because you spent I'm trying to think of what else is- at Starbucks that week. I know, you'd be like, dude. you'd be like, I did, but my stock. Starbucks, is up. the app is so funny today. <laughs> I went to the mobile app because I literally haven't had it in so long, and I was like, I really want one. Like, I want one so bad. Like, I would. What's the closest pace- one? Oh, it's like two miles away. But it's is nothing. It, is it open? And for it's drive through and mobile order. I could do drive through mobile why are you order. Why doing that? Because I don't want to. Sit, tell these people the thing is I don't want to tell Starbucks that it's okay that its employees are still working it's not a necessary thing it should send its employees home paid and I don't want to support it when right. they're doing that still however they just gave their employees the chance to go home so I think people are voluntarily working at these places no, now which you know is what insane I think they're doing too is they're like rotating the ones that are open because the other day the only one was the dancing with the stars yeah. one that we love but now a couple of the reserves are open so get oh, that right. LA. The, get in. Well, I just like maybe this they one, give one location. I'm really to break. struggling with it today because I want a Starbucks so fucking bad. And those it, like want I can your feel it in my so blood right now. And part of me just goes, Nikki, why don't you use this as a time to quit it? You don't support that. But then I was also like, why don't you go tip a hundred dollars cash at the drive-thru for them to split? There That'll be reason enough to give back to people yes. who are working and you get what you want. But I also feel like it will compromise the integrity of my quarantine if I go into the world and I get a cup. So you guys are being that strict with your, like, what are you doing for yeah, groceries? Yeah, we haven't gone out. We haven't needed groceries in, like, six days. Well, okay, so you haven't gone to the grocery store since y'all got home from L.A.? No. That's no, crazy. I went on Sun. I went on Sunday, so it's been, um, it's been a w- over a week, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I mean, can't believe how time's flying, but I'm I'm staring at this mobile order. And I'm like, I want to fucking place it so bad. But when I pulled up the app, it's so funny because they have this announcement of like, we miss you and we're sorry. <laughs> like it, it's things are changing, but we're still here for you. We've temporarily closed. And it's like, literally, look at this. It the, the Starbucks cup lady looks sad. Will you look at this? Doesn't she look like she just had a miscarriage? <laughs> I'm not joking, you guys. The Starbucks lady, like, they made her look as sad as possible to be like, we tough. feel for you during this time and we're thinking of you. Look at my star balance. Do you look how much stars I have? I and this is I think for every like 777 oh fucking stars. God. Okay, see, I've got and that so could many be stars stock to spend. points. 
<laughs> you could actually be doing something that's an investment. You're not going to be able to buy a house one day based on your Starbucks star points. <laughs> like, what are you jonesing for the most that you're missing out on in this quarantine? Okay, what am I jonesing for? Is there anything that you're missing out on? Hot yoga. Wow. Hot yoga. Hot yoga is like a big, and they're going to start the online classes today, and I think we are going to do it. Um, at four, but it's not going to be the same, dude, without the heat. And I could turn up the heat in my apartment, but then all this gift wrap is going to crinkle and it's going (laughs) to shrink and shrivel. And I just can't turn up the heat in my place because of that. So you miss hot yoga. I miss hot yoga. That is a bummer. Um, what else do I miss? I mean, that, that's really, (laughs) that's it. That's what I'm telling you. I like, I feel almost guilty that I'm really like happy during this time but i'm trying to tell people what my psychology is so that maybe they can change theirs to be it and you just got to pretend like it's it's an imposed fun space free space okay which though we got to be specific here if you're if we're going to adopt this way of thinking fun space free space okay if you want it to be a workspace like you do you want to actually get stuff done then you consider it a free space to finally get all those projects done that you've been putting off it's recess. Yes. But. And some kids stay in and work on their homework on recess. Yeah. You were probably. No. No, I like to play. I fucking love recess. But I hated that answer when people would be like, what's your favorite subject? And you go, recess. <laughs> you hated hack jokes. Lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> really? Even saying art was a cop out. <laughs> if you got to pick a favorite subject, it's got to be one of the ones that isn't fun. Right. Like, yeah, J- P.E. No, that's not a favorite. What was your favorite subject? <sighs> Social studies. Oh, wow. Like history and stuff. I remember yeah. during, whenever we were learning <laughs> about the Holocaust, I remember the teacher wrote a paragraph. You said that like it's spelled H-O-L-L-O-W. The Holocaust. <laughs> the Holocaust. I've never heard it said that way. The, but The teacher wrote like a paragraph on my paper and she was like, it's been really beautiful to see uh, your emotional depth and learning about this oh. moment in history. Like I remember oh. she wrote like a long thing because I was oh. crying during the lessons and stuff in class, like looking around like, is anybody else hearing this? Oh my <laughs> God, Carlisle, that is so sweet. It wasn't sweet. really affecting anybody else as much. No, but, uh, but you know what? That is why I love you. I was the same way. I rem- my teacher, uh, the teacher that I was in the class when September 11th happened, it was my, uh, I was in my first period of my, of my senior year, uh, but I got my first period, my senior year. Those actually both line up, but I was in my first period class, but then my second period class. So it was like right after it happened was my favorite teacher ever, Madame Calfus. She was my French teacher and I was terrible at French, but like, I just loved this woman is the best teacher I will ever, ever have and ever had. I'm going to go back to school is what I'm announcing right now because I just said (laughs) she's the best teacher I'll ever have. I mean, I'm going to have teachers later on in my life. But um, so uh, she wrote me years later and said, "Um, I'll never forget um, how sensitive you were because of September. I always think of you on September 11th because you were the one that was most like profoundly affected by it, like emotionally affected. And I didn't remember being different than the other kids at all in my reaction to it. But Mm -hmm. now I'm like, Oh yeah, I did. I felt it hard. And that was the beginning of like all of my 
issues was September. I think that was the first time I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And like started going kind of, um, just not being able to handle it. And then when you can't handle feelings that strong, you just like start acting out. So did you think that after you learned about the Holocaust, you started acting out once you were shamed? You actually, you weren't shamed for your feelings. You were actually told that they were good. Yeah. I didn't know mine were okay. No, of course. And September 11th, that's such a funny, (laughs) that's a thing to bring up too, because careful. uh, What? That's such a funny. That's such a, uh, no, I was just trying (laughs) to think of my day and like all of that. It was a a weird time. But then I hate to talk about September 11 because I date myself, which is so vain. But that is why I hate to talk about it, which is why I have the joke about like, if your September 11 story starts with a teacher's name, like I hate you. Uh, yeah, but because mine definitely doesn't. But Mrs. Larson turned on the TV. Yeah, like it always is. But mine starts with the teacher's name, but it's the last time it could have been a teacher's name. Yeah. It was my senior year. So I just got in. That's a great little. You're so right about that. That's such an age gap. Like, were you an adult or were you a yeah, child? I was or an were adult. you? I had like a restaurant. Not even job. born. I was living in LA trying to be an actress. Uh, all my parents, all my parents. <laughs> Both my parents and all my family thought I should come home after it. Yeah. And I didn't, obviously. And I don't know if we should talk about September 11. It might get too depressing during the pandemic. No, but uh, that's what I'm saying is like, I think this is the next one of it those. Where, where were you? Yeah. What was happening? And we because were we don't on know the what set this of is millionaire. Gonna... <laughs> we were on the set <laughs> of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, which airs April what? April 8th. Y'all have to April 8th. In. Thank you, Carlisle, for knowing that. April 8th, make sure you check out my appearance on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, which is seriously some of the greatest TV you'll see and in I a while. They I did think I love that show, and I made a great episode of that show, so and I good. didn't mean to, but it was, I mean, obviously I meant to, but it things happened on that episode that are just truly unbelievable. But, so set your DVRs now for April 8th. And is it... I think it's, ABC. Is it a different celebrity every episode, or there are multiple? Yeah. Ones oh no, there's multiple ones because they throughout. were cranking them out that day when we were there. And let me just tell you, the other episodes are going to be good too because Will Forte was there when we were there. Yeah. And then after you, I don't know if you noticed this, Jane Fonda was coming in hot. I like, heard she was right there. After us, yeah. Yeah. Some other. There were some did. other people. Message. I forget who else did it, but a lot of great. Cele- who else was there that day? There was some. There was one other person that taped. Ike, I didn't talk Ike to Will Forte. Oh, um, what's his name? Eric Stone Street. Ike Barinholtz. I, I talked to him briefly, and um, Eric Stone Street from Modern Family. And then there's some others too. I mean, it's it's Wanda Sykes. I think it was like yeah. a jam packed thing. So, but my episode is April eighth. That's the premiere. So check that out. Carlisle Forster, thank you so much for being here today. I gotta go, but um. Loved having you on the pod. Yes. Loved having you on the show every day. By the way, we are doing the serious show every single day, Monday through Thursday, two hours every morning. Now is the time to get your friends on serious. Get yourself on serious. You can listen to the show. If you got more time in the day, listen to me live every morning, 10 to 12 Eastern on Channel 95. Sirius and is offering they have three months. Yes. Free three months. A three preview. month free trial right now. If you go to um, Sirius xm.com and you can sign up for a three-month trial you know what to do give them your credit card info just set the alarm in your calendar to cancel it if you need to cancel it but you'll get it for three months yes. you've got nothing to lose here it's cheaper than you think so it's only I'm doing gonna show add every day. something to your life trust me yeah so get your friends involved thank you so much for listening to the show we'll see you here tomorrow on the podcast squirt squirt, squirt. squirt. Jackpot. Jackpot.
This has been a Comedy Central podcast. 